Hi, everyone. I'm Lauren. And I'm Lindsay. And this, this is, is Swearing, Swearing Mamas. Mamas. All right. Welcome back, friends. Ha, I see what you did there. <laughs> so actually, like, trying to figure out if we should title this album i mean why did i say album i'm in like full music mode for june it's like constant shows and uh recording and things so i think i like i'm in full music mode we had a show the night before last too so i'm like like a real musician but this is not a music thing this is swearing <laughs> or <mamas>. is it <laughs> F is for friends who do stuff together. Yeah, no, none of that. <laughs> Are you Plankton and I'm Spongebob? Yes. Super. Um, speaking of that, I have to, like, just pause this episode. Did you see the meme? I think I shared on Swearing Mamas, but it was, like, uh, the one person was looking for uh, the formula to feed the baby. They were, like, where's the formula? And the other person was, like, chill, chill plankton. Chill plankton. Oh, my God. I died. I can't wait for someone to ask me where the formula is. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, so we could title this episode F is for Friends or IDK might be FF Jill. Ooh. Mm, they're both good. Whichever. Right? So proud. Usually I, like, finish editing an episode and I'm like, shit, what's the title of this? Today we have this time we know. Yeah, let us know if we chose wrong. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about, like, friend stuff. So, oh, friends. <laughs> I know we've talked about friends in episodes because we've done, we did the episode of mom groups and we've talked about, like, going out and different things. But this one is going to be a little different because this is just adult friendships as a whole, like not necessarily just making friends, but how becoming a parent affects your friendships and changes them, I guess. That sounds like smart, right? Sounds really smart. Yeah. (laughs) So anyhow, um, did your friendships change when you became a parent did you get new ones did you lose friends I feel like that's something that's like all over the internet that they're like have a baby it'll show you who your real friends are and I'm like yeah down and in my case it was true I literally have no friends so what let's let's talk (laughs) about that how does that make you feel no let's talk about (laughs) um yeah so like when we had Tim I mean everyone loves the infant stage so like a lot of our friends were still around. Um, but, you know, once they hit one, it's like, nope, everyone's done with that. And I literally have no friends. Did they just stop, <laughs> like, messaging you or did they stop responding when you um, messaged or what? Well, I recently went through, like, a purge and I just deleted everyone's phone numbers because I'm like, I haven't spoke to you in X amount of months slash years anyway so I'm just like clearly we aren't friends anyway um so it was like um all of our friends like we're the only one in our friend group that has a child so it was like 
everyone wants to like have parties, go out to the bar, go do this. No. Um, so it's like everyone wanted to, you know, like go out at night and it's like, we have a child. We can't mm-hmm. do that. And it's like, everyone's still like they, not everyone. Cause we really don't get invited to much anything anyway. Uh, but there's a few people that still invite us to do things, but it's always like, come to a party. And I'm like, I have a three-year-old and I'm not paying for someone to watch my child because I don't drink anyway. So it's like, no, I'm good. I also really, think that people don't think about how much it costs for a babysitter. They don't. And they don't understand that until they have a child. And it's just like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, because if you say, I mean, what have you paid babysitters often with Tim? No, I have not at all. So do you? I don't do anything. <laughs> so do you know like the average in your area? Well, I used to be a babysitter. True, true. So, but that was years ago, and it was like twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, like I think if not more. On the lowest end would be like for one kid would be ten. This is what I used to charge. Would be like ten an hour for one kid, and then you add extra per kid. Would be like on the lower end. Like I wouldn't do. I wouldn't pay someone less than that. Um, yeah, and um, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and when you think like, oh, that's just $10, but think about how long – and then people are like, oh, we'll just be out for an hour at lunch, but how long is it going to take me to drive there, to drive back, etc." So – and like for me, you know, we live 45 minutes from the center of town. Not – I mean, there's a town – like I, there's things where I live, but, you know, Nashville is like a 40-minute drive. So, yeah, that ends up to be like – Here's dinner, but there's an extra at least 30 bucks. Plus, am I going to leave? for my drive. Yeah, plus I'm going to tell them they can eat whatever food they want or have whatever drinks they want, you know. So, yeah, babysitting's not cheap. Yeah, so there's that. And then um, there's also, like, no one just really, like, I don't know if they don't know how to talk to me anymore kind of thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. But it's just like no one really talks to me. So like a lot of my husband's friends were my friends before I even knew my husband. And it's like I don't hear from any of them. Like I haven't heard from one group since September. Wow. Of last year. So it's just like, uh, okay, like that's fine. You know what I mean? So it's just like, all right, cool. And it's like, I know some people are probably like, well, why don't you reach out to them? And it's like, because that's always me reaching out to them. It's always been me reaching out, making the first move, and I'm just done with it. So it's like, I see our friendship was one way. You just were friends with me because it was convenient, and I was reaching out to you, and I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, and on top of that, something else that, like, I've always kind of wanted to get through to my friends that it's, I guess, hard to just say in a conversation. But, like, a lot of the time when you go through a period, and I think this counts whether you're a parent or not, but, like, going through a period of, like, really dark feelings, depression, especially loneliness or feelings of abandonment, 
it people are always like oh why don't you reach out to me well i didn't reach out to you because that is the hardest thing in the world when you feel particularly sad or if you're going through something like if you're going through something embarrassing like maybe something's difficult in your relationship or marriage or difficult in parenting or you're losing or lost a relative like it's very lonely and isolating feeling and maybe for some people their go-to is to make a Facebook status about it and tell their friends but for me my go-to feeling is to like very much isolate myself and uh internalize everything and um it's same yeah and it's very difficult to reach out at all um especially if it doesn't feel like that person cares and maybe they do or you know maybe they want to know but if it doesn't feel that way to me like it's impossible to reach out that's like the most craziest thing I could think of you know I'm not gonna just message you and you know yeah no, I exactly what you said is one hundred. And Tim, let it load. Good lord. Um, I don't even remember what my train of thought was. Children, children. That's another part um, of it. <laughs> Our brains yeah. are fried. We can't always reach out. No, and it's like sometimes, like I do have like one friend that I'm still close with. We don't see each other as much as we did. Um. But we still, like, chat every so often, and we get together at least, like, once every couple months or so. Um, But it's just hard because it's, like, sometimes I will think that I've texted them, and I haven't. Or I did, and I just never hit send um, because, like, my work and home life are just crazy that it's, like, your child. We're in the potty staging, uh, the potty training stage so it's like maybe I was in the middle of texting and my son was like oh I gotta go potty and Mm -hmm. I just put my phone down and never went back to it um so in my head I thought I responded and I think that my friend just hasn't been answering and really it was just me I never hit send (laughs) um so that happens a lot and it's just I hate to say that that meme is true but it is in my sense like I literally went to having like a lot of friends and like something to do every weekend kind of thing to literally my weekends are spent at my house watching TV. <laughs> I got caught up in my bar rescue yesterday. <laughs> if only we lived closer, we would like go adventure and do fun things. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like I know like you and I are close, but we're not close in distance. Like, yeah. I talk to you a lot throughout the week and like you're one of my friends, but it's like we don't have the physical friendship because we're both so far away from each other. And that's what sometimes you know you need. You need that physical friendship, not just right. the, hey, how are you? Like what's Oliver doing today? So it's not like I'm not trying to like not include you in this, but I'm talking about physical friendships right now. Yeah. And that's what's hard on my end is that I don't live near, you know, you or – um alexis my god sister um who are like two of the main people i talk to and then on top of that when we were talking about like people not understanding the babysitter thing i don't live near family so some of my friends who are parents um don't really understand that i can't do things because i don't have a I don't have money for a sitter things, you know, because some of my friends that live here, like, will regularly leave their kids with their grandparents. And, like, that's not an option for us. Ready, love? One, two, three.
Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, my child is counting in the background. Um I just yeah, want to know what's our, happening. Ready, what are you ready for? <laughs> this app is loading. Oh, that was that was a bummer. <laughs> I thought something exciting was going to happen. Nope, nope, um, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like with us, it's like my parents live kind of far away. Tim, calm down. Um, but Drew's parents live down the street, so it's like they're our main um, babysitter, along with I have another friend's mom who watches Tim quite often. And um, so it's like when Drew's parents can't, I ask her. And if she can't, then it's just like Drew and I change our plans. I don't remember what I was saying. I don't either. <laughs> My mom uh, just texted um, me a picture of her wearing a swearing mama shirt. It was very cute. So I got, I got distracted. This um, is a moment to casually plug our website, <laughs> teespring.com slash store slash swearing dash mamas. Or just click the show notes of the episode because I always put it in there. So you can buy you a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about friendships. Yeah. Um, I think I left off that where if Drew's parents can't watch Tim Ah. and my friend's parents can't watch Tim, then we just, Drew and I change our plans. And it's like, all right, we'll do that another day when one of them can watch him. Yeah. That's what we do. Ooh, another one that I have come across with with friends um, in terms of, like, including my child is that their house won't be baby-proofed. And it is exhausting. Like chasing my child around and like taking things from him and like making sure he doesn't get into things or whatever that is really tiring and that's not even just friends without kids that's friends with older kids or friends with kids who don't get into things you know yeah um so that's another one where I'm like well I just don't have the mental energy to go over there today and I mean or physically like Sometimes I physically can't bend down a hundred times and take things from him. Uh, it's gotten better since he started walking, but um, some people to go to their house, it's like, oh God. Yep. Um, but last night we went over to Seth's friend's house. <laughs> it's like Seth's uh, friend moved here from Maryland. So, um, and which with, friend? Uh, his name is Vasley. Hi, Vasily, if you're listening. <laughs> um, and I guess he had some other friends also from Maryland. So I think everyone in this house lives, lives there is from Maryland. Um, but <laughs> it's funny. But anyway, so um, we've kind of become friends with all of the roommates now. And they, like, come to our shows and stuff. And they're, like, so cool and nice, which is exciting to me because, you know, I didn't know. If I was going to fit in, a lot of the time I don't feel like I fit into a group, even if I do. Um, I get very self-conscious or whatever. I don't know. But um, they're just, like, very kind and inclusive and welcoming. So, uh, like, all of them, which is cool. When does that happen? Um, so, we went to their house last night and they, like, cooked food and stuff. And, um, like, their house was obviously not uh, toddler-proofed. But... Um, 
it wasn't bad. Like, it, they were, like, saying, like, oh, sorry, we don't have baby gates because they had stairs. And I was, like, seriously, your house is easier for me to chase him around than some of my friends who have kids' houses. So don't apologize. Um, Oliver really likes climbing stairs a lot. So it's, like, if I just stand behind him, I mean, he's slow as fuck. Nerd. It's, like, sorry, Oliver. Um, he's gonna get older and listen to this podcast one day and be like, "What is wrong with my mom?" But he said some mean things about me. <laughs> slow stair climber, but no, I can just like stand behind him and like just make sure he doesn't fall and like it's nothing, you know. So I really appreciate that though. Like friends who think that you know, like notice that you're having trouble chasing your child or you know things like that. Like it's really. It makes a big difference. Now I'll definitely like have no problem. And he had fun at their house. Like he was so happy the whole time. And it was like we stayed there until nine o'clock almost, which his bedtime's at seven. And he was happy the whole time until like the very end. So that's another thing, like having friends who notice those things and who, you know, make you feel comfortable. That makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. And it's nice to have people that, you know, bear with you for having kids. You know what I mean? Like, it's just hard. It's very hard. I mean, it's hard to have a child. It's hard to keep the child alive and everything like that. And then it's hard mentally and draining because you literally feel so alone. You do. You feel so alone and, like, And no one preps you for that. Yeah, they really don't. And, um you kind of become like a a new to yourself person and i think that's something that like i've know i've said on here in a way and tried to really get out but like everything about you changes like you have to reconcile excuse me you have to reconcile the fact that you know you can't go out whenever you want to it's like me i'm an adventurer i'm a person who likes to take a random road trip at the drop of a hat and like i have to accept the fact that like while I can still do adventures and road trips, it's going to look different now. And it's not necessarily as spontaneous as it used to be. And you have to accept that you have to, and that, you know, it's like, you know, that going in, but to really like be in it and understand that, like, that's not just what I can and can't do. That's me as a person. And it changes. And, you know, your body changes. Like every time that I take my shirt off now, I have to see like this crazy stretch marks on my stomach and like loose skin and I like I you know I don't like it's never gonna look like it used to before like I have to view myself differently now and it's just a lot of little things like that that you collect when you become a parent that it's really difficult yeah and then it's also difficult being like the mom and it's not like I'm trying to like separate moms and dads but Dads just, you know, like get over things so much easier. I don't know if it's easier for them or what, but it's just like things that bug me do not phase my husband at all. And then it's like he doesn't understand why I'm upset and I explain it. And he's like, yeah, that's not a big deal. And I'm like, but it is. It's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they just don't understand. I know. I've had that. To that dynamic. <laughs> it is. It's very – it's very different. I've had that with my husband too. And like just certain things like before we had a kid, it was that way in that like he wouldn't know the certain things that need to be done around the house, for example. But when it's your child and, you know, 
for example, like not to throw him under the bus, but he got a diaper rash because you didn't notice that you missed a spot wiping him. You know, it, it's a very different experience from being like, uh, why didn't you clean your beard hair off the sink? It's a lot more angering to be like, you gave our kid a diaper rash, even though it was an accident, you know? Yeah. Things like that. I would be interested to know because I know we have a couple stay-at-home dad listeners and I would be interested to know if that dynamic changes when you're the primary caretaker or if it's really just a mom thing. So let us know. (laughs) Yeah, I would be interested in knowing that. But yes. Um, Another thing, though, with talking about like how difficult it is – that I kind of wanted to talk about is when you're a parent and you don't ever admit that it's difficult. Um, do have you ever known any you're parents? giving false hope? Yeah. Have you known people like that? Like if you had friends like that, I don't think I've had friends that say it's, they have said it's easy, but they just make it look so easy. Yes. And I mean, like, I'm sure I make it look easy when you only see me for like a short amount of time. You know what I mean? Like I got that short amount of time that I'm with you down, but at home, good Lord, it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to say like, I mean, I'm probably that person too. You know what I mean? Because I always get told, oh, Tim's so great. Like he's such a great child. And I'm like, girl, no, he is not. <laughs> he is bad. And like no one understands that. You know what I mean? Because they don't see him when he's at home. Or they didn't see that he had a huge meltdown at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. So it's (laughs) it's just different, you know? We were in the grocery store the other day, and, like, my child was, like, screaming and throwing a fit. And then a couple aisles down, we see this sweet old lady, and she goes, oh, you must be such a good boy. I was like, did you not just hear him screaming? (laughs) (laughs) Did you not hear that blood-curdling wail? That was him. <laughs> right. But, you yeah. know, I think that um, I can see what you're saying. But what I um, have sort of run into with some of my friends will be like, I don't think that they want to give false hope. or I don't think that they – I'm not really sure what their motivation is. I don't think that they um, intend to come off as – better than anyone or anything like that but this is kind of what it looks like and this is why I think these friends are in a different category than you and I'll I'll get into it but basically um like I've got some friends who when we're all talking about the difficult moments of parenting and it might be you know like some of our friends are sharing a funny meme or some of us where I'm talking with a friend and we're talking about like how our week has gone. And I might mention, you know, difficult things, you know, that I've gone through whatever, like one of these friends will contribute to say something like parenting is hard or, you know, things to that effect that acknowledge that parenting is difficult and lead you to believe that they must have difficult times too. But when you step back for a minute, you realize that friend has never shared a difficult parenting moment. Um, And I know it's really common to be this person on Facebook. Like, people will share a meme or whatever, but, you know, they don't ever share the mistakes that they made. They don't share the scary things that happen with their child or the emergency trip visits and things like that. Like, these are parents who, like, I think 
want to acknowledge that's hard, but they really don't do that in a specific way. Um, and I've run into that a few times and it's taken me until really now to, um, sort of unpack it because I find myself feeling very defensive around people like this and like I don't want to say certain things to them or admit certain things to them and I really was sitting back like why asking myself why is that because you know I'm like these friends have never like done anything or said anything uh necessarily judgmental so why do I feel like they're judging me and um that is sort of what I took from it is that if you don't ever admit to the difficult things that you're going through and you're like even if you're the best sounding board you know to people going through hard times like if you can't also admit that you're also going through hard times it just seems like you think that you have it together more than everyone else does that make sense yes so that's another reason I might not reach out to people because I'm like, well, you know, I'll tell friend A, like, all of the things that I've gone through, you know, with Oliver and maybe, you know, she's got an older child or something so she can sh- – she'll respond. Am I friend A? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she would respond with what she did in those instances or say, you know, that she gets it or whatever, but – if I don't ever receive that kind of message from her, if I don't ever receive, you know, or even in conversation, if she never comes to me and like when we're just casually talking about the difficult moments in our week, if she never tells me the moments where she um, maybe didn't feel like gracious and happy and excited to be a mom. Sometimes like we all don't feel that way. And if you kind of put off the vibe that you are always happy and you're you know, always doing well, like, it doesn't matter how many times you say parenting is hard or, you know, it's difficult to be a mom or, you know, my kids drive me crazy or anything like that. It doesn't matter how many times you say that if you are not open and honest and vulnerable with your friends um, because it's just I'm not going to feel, like, safe around you to talk about that. Like, I feel like that either is not your experience or you're not willing to share that with me. So why am I sharing that with you? Like, why am I opening myself to you if you're not giving that back? Yeah. Um, and I really like what really got me thinking about this. It's been on my mind for a while because I recently noticed that that was happening in one of my friendships and like, I'm not, you know, whatever. It's not like no shade here or anything. I'm not, you know, we're friends. I'm not going to change that. It's just that I'm going to adjust how I talk to that person even more than I already had. Um, But what really like made me want to talk about it today too is that when I was on Facebook this morning, um, a girl had posted about how she was feeling and that she was thinking she might have postpartum depression and different things. And, you know, I left a comment on there and, and told her, you know, of course it could be postpartum depression. You should take that seriously and you should get it checked out. But like, this is something that we all go through. But in her status, she said that like, she was hesitant to say that on Facebook and she doesn't like to share the negative energy. Um, and basically like what I said to her was that, you know, this is not you sharing negative energy. I only reach out to lean on friends who I know can say that they are feeling the same way. Like, 
when you share your difficult moments of parenting, like it, you might think that you're doing it for you, but it really benefits the other person too because in that moment, you're telling me I'm not alone. You're telling me I'm not a bad mom. You're telling me you know, that I'm a human being and that you're feeling the same thing I'm feeling. Um, so I think some people need to hear that because a lot of people – I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's people like wanting to look better than everyone. Some people do want to look better than everyone else. But I think in general, it's just people feeling uh, embarrassed or like that girl being afraid to – dump their problems on others. And in reality, like that's not what you're doing at all when, because I have had friends who it took them a while to open up to me. Right. And when they finally did, I felt like, okay, this is it. Like I can breathe. I found my person. Like we are on the same wavelength. And, you know, like when she talks about something she's gone through, like I'm here to encourage her. It's not about me, but I do feel better about what I'm also going through. Yeah. So that's why I want to encourage everyone to like, seriously, it's never a bad idea to reach out. And if you do reach out and someone says something about you putting your bad vibes on them or, you know, that person judges you or has a negative response, then you don't want to be friends with them anyway. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I say it's different than with you because – Um, although you are not like quite as vocal as I am on things like Facebook, you know, about these moments, like anytime I've ever reached out to you with any terrible thing I'm dealing with, you always have responded in such a way like, yeah, I went through that too. Or, you know, same thing happens here. Okay. Yeah. So good. (laughs) Yeah. That's why like, you know, we're able to do this podcast at all. It's why we did like, you know, the yelled at an infant episode. That was like my first moment when you told me that you you had gone through that. That was the moment where I was like, oh my God, no one talks about what's really happening, you know? And like the fact that you could easily say that to me, I was like, okay, like this is someone who gets me, you know, this is like a normal, like I'm a normal human being, you know? Well, I don't know about normal, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) on this topic. (laughs) Yeah. So. But. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's really it. You will, like the meme says, find out who your real friends are. Did you? You know, like, God. Did you ever deal with, like, any of your non-parent friends, like, saying some stupid shit um I don't mm, not necessarily I just I laugh when they complain about things like their dog woke them up to go to the bathroom oh right and like my number one response is I just laugh and I'm like yeah don't have kids because I can't tell you the last time I slept throughout the night like, it's yeah. not just the infant stage where you don't sleep. It's till they're 18, you don't sleep. Um, and even then, I hear you still don't sleep. <laughs> um, but it's, like, just hearing their complaints about, like, things. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're complaining about that? Like, I deal with that daily. Oh, yeah. Multiple <laughs> times a day. 
I'm guilty of that like, too. <laughs> um, one of our um, close, uh, I don't know how to put this without giving the person away. Mm-hmm. Um, someone we know uh, just got a dog and it's a puppy. So it's peeing all over the place. And they're mm-hmm. like complaining about mm-hmm. how it's peeing on their floor. And I'm like, I can't tell you how many times my son has peed on my couch. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times my son has peed on my floor. I can't tell you how many times my son has peed in my bed, in his bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't have kids. If you can't deal with the puppy stage, don't have kids. Mom, what? I, I pee in your bed? <laughs> <laughs> Not today, but you have, haven't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like... I love when people come with at me with their dog issues and I'm just like, you don't even know the half of it. Like you do not understand anything yet. And if you're complaining now, please do not have kids. (laughs) Um, so it's just that I have people that like, you know, make these complaints on things. Um, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. I wish that was my complaint of the day. I wish that was my only qualm I had today. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many times that I've wanted to rip my hair out today, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like yesterday, I um, didn't have any plans to do anything yesterday. And Tim was just being like such a pain in the butt that I was just like, I need to get out of this house. I need to go. We need to do something because I'm literally going to lose my mind. So I called, um, Drew's aunt who lives down the road and has a pool and stuff like that. And like a nice backyard. And I was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, we're just hanging outside. I was like, perfect. Do you mind if I come over? Cause Tim is getting on my last nerve. (laughs) She's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, come on over. Um, so we went over there and we hung out, went in the pool. Well, Tim went in the hot tub. Um, and we just played outside and then we did fireworks later. And then we're going to go over there later today because they're now having a cookout today for Memorial Day. Yeah, we did fireworks. Um, so yeah. Um, but I've never had anyone say anything to me specifically. You know what I mean? Um, but just their complaints. That's what gets me. Okay. How about you? I'm sure there have been a few. I can sometimes be a little bit impatient about things like that, too. When people, well, you know, when friends say specifically to me about them being tired or, you know, whatever. I mean, try not to do that because I'm like I, I'm sure to you that's what tired feels like but I'm like yeah the things they say to me sometimes I'm like uh you have no idea how I'm feeling don't even fucking say that to me or like when <laughs> the one thing that like is like a switch for me when people say they get it or like they understand or something I'm like no you fucking don't um <laughs> <laughs> but no like the most recent thing that sticks in my mind that someone said that was a non-parent friend was um, something along the lines of, like, Seth is such a good dad. And the reason why they said this was because um, 
Seth was watching Oliver while I went somewhere. And Mm -hmm. I have gotten that comment. Oh my God. I just smile and nod, but I want to freaking Or my favorite is, um, oh, is, is, um, Drew babysitting? No, Drew's watching his child. It's not babysitting when it's your child. Right. He is being a dad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. If you think that they're such great dads right now for watching their kids, like, what do you think about us all the time when we are always taking care of them? Oh, but don't you know, that's our job. That's what we do. We're the woman. Uh, I recently recently started watching The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> so, have you seen it? No. Yeah, well, everything now that I, like, see or hear, I'm, like, it's, like, through the lens of that. Um, uh-huh. It's a really good show, but it's a dystopia, and basically the women are forced to just, like, birth children like that's their lives (laughs) so when these comments happen I just feel like I like am a handmaid and put my little hood up and birth my child (laughs) do my job as they say fulfill my biological destiny as they say yes Um. (laughs) because our biological clocks are ticking right like we don't live in that you want more kids you need to you need to do them now before your eggs dry up Hmm. Try because that's what happens. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. They just shrivel they up. Just show up and. I hope you heard that. I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Happens. Don't freaking just like if you don't use it, shit. you lose it. Watch Juno. You don't use it, you lose it. Oh, my God. I haven't seen Juno since I was, like, a teenager. I haven't either, but it's a good movie. It I need to watch was. it. It Now I want to watch great. it. <laughs> Had a good soundtrack. It really did. We're getting off topic one. It happens. It happens. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, yeah, don't fucking tell me about what a great dad my husband is for some basic shit that I do every day all day. He is a good yep. dad, but that is not why. Um, yeah, I can't believe my husband the other day, where, oh, where did I go? We were somewhere and he was like talking about how when I went somewhere, it was the first, he remembers that day because it was the first time he had to change Tim's poopy diaper. Oh, I went to a Walmart and it got, um, somebody called in the bomb threat. So we got like evacuated. Long story short, um, <laughs> Drew remembers that day because that was the first time he was left alone with Tim while he had to change a poop. That was, so that was his, his quote-unquote first poopy diaper that he ever oh had to change. And I was like, you're shitting me. Really? And he was like, yeah, that's the only reason why I remember that day. And I was like, Tim was literally almost a year old. What? You're admitting this? And he was like, he wasn't a year old. I was like, we just moved into our one house. And it was May. Tim's birthday is October. So he was four months shy of – and actually oh we moved in June. I was like, so he was three months shy of turning one. What are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, that's that's why I remember that day. And I'm like, why are you admitting this? I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wild. Yeah. So that's when I learned that I was the one who changed all the poopy diapers apparently. 
Yeah, that, uh, as a mom, we do so much You shit. do a lot. You do a lot. Yep, and then people want to talk about how good of a dad or how nice of a husband they are when they do just basic just take it. Yeah, just caring. Things. Yeah, caring for the kid. Like, that – and, like, not to – this is what I do. This is how I have to do it. But, like, to break it down and psychoanalyze that comment when they say that that was so nice of him to watch Oliver while I went out and did something – what you're the subtext and like not what you intended but what i'm hearing when you say that is that's a, a gift for me that's nice for me to have any amount of time to myself to get a break to get out of the house N- not that i deserve that you're telling me then it's not my human right it's not my you know like i don't naturally deserve any time to myself i am lucky to have been gifted that by my benevolent husband and like that pisses me off I'm like no it's not nice of him it's not a good dad or a good husband like that's what you do when you're a team and you're both working on something together you take turns and like I am a person I'm not just a mom I'm allowed to have time to myself like I'm supposed to have time to myself so don't fucking say that yes keep it real for you do you have some uh, mom tip so I do. Um, it kind of goes along the potty training theme that we've been doing mom tips on. Oh, yes. um, so moms of boys, let me tell you, boys love standing up to pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just found this out the other day. Um, my son was like, no, I'm going to stand. And I was like, oh, okay, Can are you tall enough to even do that? He loves it. So now it's he wants to go pee so he can stand. So Ah. teach him to stand young and maybe they will go to the bathroom more and not have accidents. Um, Yesterday we were at my um, cousin or Drew's aunt's house and um, there was quite a bit of people over and Tim had to use the bathroom. So I went inside and there was some in the bathroom. Try telling a three-year-old he has to wait for someone to get out of the bathroom. Yeah, it doesn't work. So I was like, screw it. Let's go outside. I found like a shed he could get behind. I was like, just pee here. And he was like, what? I could pee outside? And I was like, yeah, just pee here. It's fine. Go. And so now he loves being able to pee outside as well. So we're going to have to like, you know, do that on a smaller scale and have to like hide and whatnot. Um, But yeah, peeing, um, standing up is apparently fun to kids. I mean, think about so, it. If you had a little water gun on your body, it would right. be fun. So, yeah, um, moms of boys, get them to stand. They'll love it. <laughs> That's so funny. Did he um, see other – like, did he see Drew or – Yeah, he saw Drew and okay. um, Drew's dad and I guess uh, – I don't know who else probably, but – Maybe when he went to the bathroom with men. I don't know. This is another, Um, like, moment that I think is probably, like, people who don't have kids are like, what the fuck? But, like, when my child is with me and, like, I'm going to the bathroom, I'm like, here, come, watch. Mommy's going on the potty. (laughs) They're probably like, why the fuck do you want your kid to watch you pee? (laughs) I mean, people with dogs, their dogs go to the bathroom with them. So it's like, yeah, my child's going to the bathroom with me. Um, When you have a three-year-old, you'll understand. You can't leave them alone for any amount of time. So they're going to the bathroom with me. Um, 
But yeah, you want to show them like, oh, this is what we do. We don't pee. Like mommy doesn't wear a diaper kind of thing. Exactly. So um, yeah, but now you'll get interesting stories on um, people's Peter sizes from your child. Oh, um, so my that's God. fun. Um, Love yeah. that. Uh, I heard some things the other day and I was like, Tim, I don't want to know that. Please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will um, say – his size range is terrible because he is a little one because he is little. Um, but yeah, so that's fun. Oh my god! So I don't know actual sizes. Thing. <laughs> Thank God. That's the funniest yeah. thing I've ever heard. Oh, just wait, Lauren. You're in for you're in for some fun sizes. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's like. Uh... I think I don't know if I, this was a tweet I read on here or just something I saw in the past, but it was like a kid was like in church with their hand down their pants. Their mom like pulls their hand out of their pants and he's like, "Mommy, I was trying to make my penis big." Oh my god! Yes, I've heard my, that before. One of my favorite like tweets of all time. And yeah, so that's my tip of the week. Cool. You got some tweets. I do. Um, do you want me to go first? Sure. All right. So my first tweet comes from at anxious cougar. She said, my two-year-old trying to say, oh, man, sounds like, oh, ma'am. And it's the politest explanation ever. <laughs> uh, Malicious underscore mama said, that moment you discover you're not as good at something as you thought, a.k.a. parenting. <laughs> all right and my next one is from mama underscore victoria she said my house is a disaster and super gross it's downloading uh my house is a disaster and super gross and needs to be clean but i want to i don't want to do it how do adults get motivated to do things and i couldn't agree more i agree i'll tell i'll clue you guys in on a little secret sometimes I just have more coffee until I – I just keep drinking the coffee until I get the feeling in my blood that I'm like, okay, this is probably close to what it feels like to do cocaine. I don't know, but <laughs> and then I'm ready to do chores. <laughs> I'm ready to ready to do it. Come off this high. <laughs> I just, like, looked at my husband the other day, and I was like, coffee is a drug. He was like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it is. Caffeine is a drug. <laughs> it is. Um. S-A-H underscore nurse mom. By the way, follow our friend here. She's starting a blog. I don't think it's live yet, but I love her very much. Anyway, she says, I'm a hide snacks from my kids, coffee chugging, wine drinking, mistake making, often cussing type of mama. I'm also fiercely loving, supportive, non-judgmental, child empowering, and as real as I can be. Shout out to the non-perfect parents. Y'all are my people. Yes. I think that whole thing is going to be our new slogan for this podcast. So we'll just be stealing that from you. And every episode, we're going to read it. Just kidding. But are we? <laughs> um, my next tweet is from Divergent Mama. I wonder if she likes the books. <laughs> I hope. Um, spends 200. Oh, my God. It's not part of the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she said spends $200 at the grocery store today so we can have 
nice home-cooked meals still eats out. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, because it takes a lot of energy to go in the grocery store. Daddy. Well, no, it takes a lot of energy to cook. <laughs> yeah, I get home after working all day, and I don't want to cook. My husband doesn't want to cook, but I no. have to cook. Yep. Okay, Matt's mama, 75. <clears throat> Toddler, fucking sink. Me, what, honey? Toddler, fucking sink. Me, and it's just that, like, alarmed looking emoji. Toddler, fucking sink. <laughs> Me, oh, fork in sink. Yes, please put your fork in the sink. Toddler language is fun. Oh, my gosh. That was a good one. <laughs> I absolutely cannot wait until we start to get those sort of, like, little misunderstandings from my child. I'm super pumped for that, the toddler language. He doesn't currently – everything he says now, it's – I understand it, but, you know, even if no one else does, it doesn't sound like anything else yet. But I think it's so funny when kids do that, especially when it sounds like cursing because I'm a child. But um, yeah. although the one thing Oliver does now that's really funny is – Every animal, when he sees an animal, he says, woof, woof. <laughs> we have cats. We don't even have a dog. We'll be like, look, kitty cat, meow. And he goes, woof, woof. <laughs> yeah, my, um, my son did that. <laughs> he did not have a good person. But do animals. Teach him animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was, good. this was a good, good time. Hope we still both have friends after this. Probably not, but it's fine. We have each other. Oh, we both said it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.